Hi, I'm Chrissy. I'm Joss. And you're listening to Breaking the Curtain, the podcast where we interview our theater idols and chat all about the history behind your favorite musicals. So sit back, relax, and and enjoy enjoy the episode. episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Breaking the Curtain. Today is Valentine's Day. Well, for us, it's Valentine's Day. You will get this episode just a little bit later in the week. However, we get to spend Valentine's Day with the West End's Stratton Raven. So I think we are two of the luckiest girls in the world right now. (laughs) We were super excited to welcome back two of our favorite guests, Kelly Nock and Glenn Adamson to the podcast. When we first spoke to them, Kelly and Glenn were playing Valkyrie and Strat on the UK and Ireland tour of Bad Out of Hell. And now they've just returned from an international leg performing the show in arenas across New Zealand and Australia in the roles of Strat. And now Kelly is playing the role of Raven. So if you want more backstory on that, please listen to our last chat with the two of them. But we've brought them back because they're gearing up for a two-month run at London's Peacock Theatre on the West End, which begins February 17th and runs through April 1st. Yes, we're so excited for them, but you know what? Let's just let them take it away, tell you all about the show. We were so excited to hear that there's going to be some new changes, but let them tell you. We'll let them tell you. So you two are just back from Australia and New Zealand. What was it like taking Bat on not only an international journey, but also into an arena setting? Shall I go, Kelly? Yeah, you go. Well, it was um, it was incredible, like nothing I've ever done before. I mean, our last show in Melbourne, we had 8,000 people. Wow. Um, it was the most surreal, yeah, like fever dream experience. But we'd have like in-ears in for the show. So weirdly, even those 8,000 people, it didn't feel that. I don't know what I mean by that, but like when we play it in theatres, when there's like 2,000 people and they're all going for it on a Saturday night, there's such a buzz. Whereas with the in-ears in, you don't you don't hear all that all the time. So on that last night, I took those in-ears out and just took it in and was like, that is, I'll never experience anything like that again. Like I felt like I was a genuine rock star, which I'm not. You are. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> oh, you want me? Yeah, I mean, you're the Australian. Oh me yeah yeah well sometimes I am um I agree with pretty much everything Glenn said but I also I know what you mean about the the buzz from the audience it like you so many people said to me oh were you nervous with all those people in but you don't feel as much energy coming back because you've got your ears in you can't hear anything so actually I felt like most of us on stage were so much calmer than you will be in the regular kind of theater shows that we do because you can't hear the buzz, you can't hear any of that. So it's almost like you're just performing for yourselves, which is in a way quite nice because it takes off the pressure of we're in a massive arena that, you know, Pink has just performed in. But yeah, some of the pictures that we got from like the band, obviously they were on stage and they were taking pictures. It looked incredible. And just, I think having that as, even just as a memento is so nice. Oh yeah, that is so cool. I'm so glad you all got to experience that. I didn't know you guys had in-ears in, but now that you mentioned it, it makes so much sense. Mm. (laughs) It was awesome. Yeah, well, we've got the handhelds as well. So it really, it's a totally different experience as well, because, you know, Stratton Raven, we're so used to being up close and personal, but you've got this, you've got this barrier between the two of you which is the mic so in a way yeah it was a it was a much less well it's an arena so it should be less intimate but it was really it felt it felt it yeah that is so cool 
Well, it has been quite a few years since Bad Out of Hell last performed on the West End, but it's finally coming back to London. Please do correct me if I'm wrong. I believe this is your leading role debuts in London or in the West End. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So what are you both looking forward to the most with bringing the show to the Peacock? For me, do you know what's amazing about it is that I remember where I, like on the very last show of Bat Out of Hell when it played the Dominion, we were in rehearsals for, I was in rehearsals for another show, American Idiot at the time, and we finished early, we broke at half five, and we were all like, we could get to the very last show of Bat, should we all go? And we were like, yeah, yeah, quick, grab your stuff, go. And we all went and watched that very last show, so to be like, rebirthing it now like it's like a, a full circle version because I remember us all watching it and being like you know three of us did end up in it but there was a cast of like yeah there must have been 12 of us that actually went but we're all sat there like we're all gonna be in this one day and then you know three of us managed to do it so it's amazing awesome I'm excited I mean the two of you already know my free story into about out of hell because I've told you all yes. that before but I'm excited that this the version that we're bringing in is a completely new version of the show and we get to, like, we're about to learn it today. So I'm excited that the the version that I saw back in, what, 2017 when it opened is, is a world away from what we're about to do now. And I think that's so wonderful because sometimes when you get revivals or, mm-hmm. you know, shows coming back, you've already seen it. And so you're almost, you're going to see the new cast, whereas this is a new production. Mm-hmm. So not only is the cast new, but it's a new, everything about it is going to be new that you're seeing. Obviously, we have the same set, we have the same costumes, but it's it's a condensed version. And I think that's something, especially in London, that's going to really work. So I'm excited to see how that kind of comes across to the audiences. Yeah, that's awesome. We were going to ask you if there's any updates um, because the show is always evolving. And I think that's what's so magical about Bat. So yeah, it's really cool to hear that the audiences will get to experience a new version. Hey, I never know what version of the show I'm doing any day. (laughs) (laughs) It changes so much. Yeah, Keeps interesting though. I I bet it does. Keeps you on your toes, eh? (laughs) Yeah, I love it. It's not because they're changing it. It's because I can't remember it. (laughs) <laughs> I like to change it up every night just for Glenn. Sure. <laughs> so Kelly, like you had previously mentioned, you're playing the role of Raven on tour, which has been something that you've had your sights on for so long. And we are super thrilled for you, by the way, that you've stepped into this full time. You know, what has that transition been like stepping into her shoes? Um, do you know what? It was actually really nice because I went from covering the role. I I kind of got all of the the nerves out the way with it because I got to do it enough times as a cover that I got comfortable with the character that I was playing. And then when I stepped up to playing the role of Raven, instead of just like the nerves of, oh, I stand here. Oh, this is what I sing. And this is when I turn. I didn't have to worry about any of that. I almost got to create a new version of the character, which was my version of the character, but without any of the technicalities on top that you normally would have to worry about. So that was so nice for me to almost get that time purely for the creative process and less for the blocking and the the rhythms and all of those kind of things, which a lot of people don't get that luxury, obviously, because they'll go straight into a role and they have to learn everything at once. So I almost got it in pieces, which was awesome. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. so cool. And congratulations awesome. again. We are, we're so Thank thrilled you. for you. 
Me too. Glenn, you are continuing your journey with Strat. Have you learned anything new about the character or yourself as a performer during your time with the role? God, I would say I'm so different in it from the from when I started. I think um such a beast when I first started and I felt like I was really um taking a little bit of, of all the strats that I'd seen. Whereas we've gone through so many changes and the script has changed and it's evolved so many times that now like I've finally feel like I'm giving my version of Strat. I think when I first started, I was like, oh, I'm doing a little bit of Simon. I'm doing a little bit of Andrew here. I'm doing a little bit of... Um, and so you would feel like you're always sort of, I don't know, second best to them. Um, not that I'm not, but now I feel like I'm like, oh, I own... I have my version of it now. And I feel like I've been like, oh, you know, that I find my little things in it that I do. Um and yeah, as well, it just sit, sits differently now vocally. It used to be so like, I'd be terrified all the time, whereas your body just gets used to sort of singing the songs now. So I'm like, oh, I can enjoy singing them now. Whereas when I spoke mm. to you last time, I think we were in Glasgow and I was just on the back of like laryngitis and going out every single night, I was terrified about singing some of these huge songs. Whereas like um, now I sort of look at it and I'm like, oh, now I love singing them. I must you know be what meat felt like doing it you know where you're like you can just enjoy them yeah for sure that's wonderful you know to have that time to really just settle in and ground yourself and to have fun with it because yeah I would be yeah. extremely nervous <laughs> if I had to yeah say oh yeah I mean I'm, I'm not always not nervous but as well with I'm still yeah. nervous but as well I've had like I'm on like I've done it with so many different ravens now and because all the ravens like they all bring something different and you find something new about the way you play it with each one you'll go oh wow the way that you know Kelly said that I've now responded in this way which I've never responded to Mm. before oh great I like that bottle that like you just learn you sort of learn from the other person as well that you're doing it with so that's why yeah it changes changes so good which we always say on the show nice of course (laughs) so this question leans more on the personal side so please do not feel obligated to answer it we can totally skip ahead Uh, but you've both been vocal on social media and in interviews regarding anxiety and your own personal struggles with overcoming anxiety it's something that both joss and i struggle with as well and i'm sure many of our listeners go through daily too Mm-hmm. And it's such a rarity to read or listen to interviews where a performer openly talks about having anxiety because it's almost like the unimaginable that anyone who can go out on stage and sing for hours could possibly have anxiety. But it is so very real. And I think we're finally heading towards a place where everyone is more open regarding mental health and joining in the conversation to end the stigma. So I was wondering if you have any little piece of advice or wisdom for younger performers or even performers of our age group who deal with anxiety or performance anxiety. Uh, Glenn, do you want me to go? Yeah, you go first. You're very good at this. Um, uh, Am I? I feel like Glenn and I are the poster children. <laughs> um, I can't necessarily speak on performance anxiety because that's not what I personally struggle with. Mine is social anxiety. Um, and obviously this industry is very social. Uh, there's a lot of energy at all times. I've been quite lucky, and I say the word lucky, um, 
that my anxiety has started so late in life. Mine really only started or I only became aware of it last year. And I was in a position that at the time felt like the worst place I could be. But in hindsight, actually, I'm so lucky that I was in this company when it started because the company itself was so wonderful and supportive of me and giving me the space, the time, everything I needed to be able to figure it out because no one can really fix it for you. It's just something you have to accept and figure it out. The only advice I really have is something that helped me because I felt so much embarrassment around it because I didn't understand it. And I'd always thought that it wasn't something that I was going to struggle with. And I didn't really get what other people were struggling with. And I know that sounds so naive, but if it hasn't happened to you, then you don't know, um, is talk to people. And that doesn't necessarily have to be a professional. It can be. But friends, colleagues, anyone, the more I started actually opening up, because I'm quite a closed person by nature, but the more I started opening up about it, the more I learned that actually there's quite a lot of people that have similar experiences. And even in that was a safety, knowing that I wasn't some alien that everyone thought was crazy and that I had people not only in my friendship groups, but in my work environment that were able to relate to what I was feeling and were able to give advice on, although it's a very personal experience for everyone, but yeah, I had something similar and this is how I found ways that might help me. Um, that was the best thing for me was to just almost get over myself and just be open with people and say, look, I'm feeling a little funky today. Um, you don't have to do anything, but I just wanted to let you know so that if I leave the table or if, you know, A, B and C, I, it was actually less for them and more for me because as soon as I'd said it, then it was like a weight off my shoulders. Oh, you don't need to hide it mm. from people. So that, that's the best thing that I learned. Glenn, you might have other things. Yeah, I mean, I'm a real advocate for that. There's sort of power in that, in your vulnerability, so Brene Brown, mm. but in, in anxiety as well and just sort of being upfront about what you're, what you're bringing to a day and like me and Kelly we always say we're we're great in the sense that our anxiety seems to ebb and flow and never really lock in on the same day <laughs> but we've had days before where like Kelly's knocked on to my dressing room to come and talk to me and I've been a bit cold and I've texted and been like sorry I was having a panic attack like mm. we uh <clears throat> so and and we're because we both struggle the same we're like oh my god what do you need um Mine, yeah, my anxiety tends to like ebb and flow. But what I have found recently is like the only time I feel calm and not anxious is when I'm actually on stage being strapped. And so I love the show for that. I'm like, oh, my brain for once is like not running a million miles an hour. Um, But there's a company called Industry Minds that uh, do these amazing podcasts that um, are all about the struggles with anxiety for performers. And I found real comfort in them. And also having like therapy, I was really struggling with like intrusive thought on the show of that I would forget things because I had an experience when the show was in Eastbourne where I was feeling really anxious with my brain was thinking a million things. And I went on stage to do bat and I just knew I wasn't focused. And the thought came into my head that was like, you don't know these words. And as bat started, I forgot the words, I, you know, about three words. And then I came in and and all was fine but from that point every time I went on stage I would have to run the words I would have to I would be thinking the whole time I would have this thought coming in going you don't know this you don't know this you don't know yes I do you don't you know um 
And then actually it was a therapist that just sort of said to me, you're giving too much power to that thought. You have to go on tonight and you have to promise yourself you will not run a single so- song lyric before you do it. And, and it will happen. And it was the most terrifying thing that happened. But since then I've not run, I've not run the song once. I've just gone on and done it. I'm a holdie to that. Except those days <laughs> where I go wrong. But yeah, I think the thing is, it's so common now, especially since COVID. I think we're all really struggling with some sort of anxiety. There's effects from being locked in your house that I think we'll, we'll see on earth throughout the whole of our lifetime. So yeah, I think actually me and Kelly are, are talking about it, but I would say... I don't can't think of a single cast member we've got that I wouldn't say struggles with some sort of anxiety mm. um, and crew member as well. So I think, yeah, I think it's so, so common and we just need to talk about it because then we can all just be more honest and more real at work. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. The second that I, obviously a lot of the cast last year saw my demise of me just like becoming a shell of a human. But actually that the positive that I'm taking from that is, so many people that never would have opened the conversation now come to me and are like I'm really struggling with this today and they're able to feel comfort in the fact that they were like oh well I know she struggles with it because we've all seen it so I can just like go there and that's a safety and that's I think one of the best things to have I always go to Glenn as he said or like we've got Jamie Lee in the class who's another one I always go to and just having that kind of hub of people is the best thing. Yeah, thank you both for sharing that. That that's really helpful, and it's wonderful that you are both in a cast that you have people to lean on and people to talk to, and and to help others who are struggling. And, and a lot of the times, people are struggling in silence. So, yeah. yeah, thank you for being vulnerable with us. We appreciate it. Um, I know, like Chrissy said, it's something we both struggle with daily. And I know that if I was younger and listening to a podcast like this, where it was two people that I admired and looked up to talking so openly, like that would have been like, so like helpful Mm. for me at the time. And it still is now. So thank you for having the conversation, not just with us, but with everybody listening today, because like you said, there's power in talking about it and there's power in sharing it and knowing that there's community of people who feel the exact same way. Yeah, definitely. And we're sending you both so much love. Mm. So since you've both been with the show for a while, I feel like this answer probably changes all the time. So we are going to ask it again. Do you have a favorite song in the show? I feel like everyone knows mine. <laughs> Mine's it's all come back to me because now. She loves the sound of her own be. voice. I just love <laughs> it. I love you both. <laughs> okay. What about my song? <laughs> What's your song, Glenn? Oh, my favorite one. Uh, what was my song last time? I don't know. I wonder if it is the same. I'd do anything for love. Yes, that was your song last time. Yeah, yeah. it's still my favorite song. Nice. I still love the the energy just before it. I love that moment as well with Stratton Raven where she's pushing him to the front mm-hmm. and we are talking absolute nonsense. <laughs> uh, and I always love... Like, Why would you give that away? <laughs> I always love how far we can push that That's- moment of... Um, what we can actually be talking about to then go straight into singing and not missing the key. Here's a fun fact, though. The moment that I found out that I got Raven, I kept it to myself for a day. I didn't tell anyone. And the first person I told, outside of obviously my partner, was Glenn. And I told him in that moment, as we were pushing each other on Aww. stage, I was, cover- I was on as a cover. 
and that's when I told him and he literally looked at me like why would you say that now I said are you serious and she said yes are you you joking I would do (laughs) (laughs) that's so cute though that's a cute memory for sure Since we've been able to see clips of you guys from the arena, so much has been on social media. Y'all sound really, really great. Oh my goodness. Obviously, always though. The sound there was amazing. I mean, the FOMO has been real for a while, but like the FOMO was very, very (laughs) real watching those videos. Like (laughs) y'all are superstars. Yeah, weirdly, because the one thing that I will say, I'm, I've now sat here and moaned about those in-ears, but it makes singing the show so much easier because you mm-hmm. can hear yourself. Yeah. You just don't have to push your voice or throat to the back. So suddenly you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, this is this is so different. But we're losing them today. So I'm going to pretend I hate them. I hate yeah. them. <laughs> oh, they're the worst. Yeah. And they're gone. <laughs> Since the day we are recording this is Valentine's Day, we have to ask you a very special bonus question. What do you think Strat would give as a Valentine's Day gift to Raven? And what do you think Raven would give Strat? Interesting. Oh, do you know what? I think Strat would give Raven. Mm. <laughs> I think I'd have a tattoo for you. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> yeah, Thank you. A yeah, wolf with a rose sense. in its mouth. Oh, oh okay. And I would say that's for you, baby. <laughs> baby. I'm joking. I'm such a dweeb. I feel like I'm glad you said it. Um, I think Raven would give Strat her diary. Oh, that's cute. Oh. I like that. I don't want to read your diary. <laughs> you might. After today, you might want to. <laughs> Strat looks beautiful today. Strat's hair is so curly. <laughs> Strat needs a haircut. Strat needs his roots doing. <laughs> and finally, why should everyone go and see Bat Out of Hell, the musical in London? Although I'm sure everyone listening already has their tickets and they can't wait for Friday. So, <laughs> um, Just because it's awesome. I mean, it's a rock and roll party. I'd come see it for the voices, but also for the community as well. Yeah, I think that the fans are like no other. And you see people come that love the show, but also they just get swept up in that as well. They love the the fact that like they belong somewhere and the fans to our show, they belong. And Mm -hmm. I love that. That's such a good answer. I was literally just going to say to come see Glenn take his shirt off. (laughs) You gave... You gave a much better response. That too. That's an insight to your diary, baby. (laughs) (laughs) That is a page straight out of Raven's diary. Well, thank you both so, so, so much for joining us today. We cannot wait to hear more from your journey with Bat in London. And um, yeah, we'll talk really soon. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Bye. 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 See you soon. Bye-bye.